0: I've got, like, a full kilt coming with me.
1: Man, that's cool.
0: Which is also, like, taken up a huge proportion of my suitcase, which would otherwise be made up of, you know, T-shirts, which were too small. Yeah, and,
1: those things are pretty hefty.
0: Oh, they are, absolutely. But uh, yeah. the one thing I've, I've realised... So I got this kilt, which is really nice, really like it. Uh, I got something like the socks. And then I was like, right, I can't hire the rest of it because it's going to be really expensive. And kilt hire shops in the States will also be... Like, that's just a faff I don't need. Yeah. So I'll just buy... You know, the cheapest versions I find on eBay. Right. Which I now regret because, <laughs> like, I got the flashes and the flashes match the kilt. They look great, but they're also Velcro. <laughs> so.
1: Wait, what colours the, the first kilt bit. basically? I've got some spare green ones if that I would do.
0: It's no, no, no. Like, they, they match. It's all good. Like, you won't be able to actually tell their Velcro unless calc- I tell everybody, which I just did. Right. I'm also not, I didn't buy brogues, so I've just got my classic black oh, shoes, no. which I'm okay with.
1: What about the laces? I bought... I uh, don't care. That's a vital part of Scottish dress. <laughs> Scottish white culture has no culture dress. <laughs> I bought the, the sporin
0: And it's like uh It was like a £10 sporin And it's made of what looks like fake leather. Felt. It's made of felt. It's re- <laughs> Like, it's fine. <laughs> Ironed felt. And to Delawareans out there, they'll be like, Wow, man, you look so cool. I'll be like, yeah, I know. No, yeah,
1: no, you will still make everyone swoon. No matter how low effort you put into your... Oh, kit. yeah. Yeah
0: so the, the thing is like it looks fine and also this, I got a belt because I'm wearing a, a Jacobite shirt I looked at the temperatures it's going to be like 31, 32 yeah, no no. no thought, I'm not going to wear a full like Bonnie Prince Charlie jacket I'm just going to wear a Jacobite shirt and so with that you have to wear a belt and so I ordered a belt and it's also Velcro oh. I, d- I don't understand Like I've been trying to work out How how it works Because obviously You can't velcro onto the kill. It must velcro onto itself Yeah but I can't figure out how, th- how that then joins onto the Like the buckle bit You gotta put it through the loops oh, man I don't even know if I'm gonna I don't know if I'm gonna wear the belt I mean it's pretty tacky
1: If it looks bad Yeah It's what happens when you buy Like a seven pound belt Don't go cheap Colin You've got reasonable income You just gotta You yeah. just gotta go <laughs> yeah, into no. town And buy, an, buy a thing Rather than rent a thing but Commit to the purchase
0: you, you forget though That then I'm now gonna spend like a lot of money in hotels in the states yeah as well as all the dollars because seeing as the last trip i had to california and i was like hey i'm gonna go down the cheap airbnb route no and on this and on the second night was like nope i'm not doing this never cheap uh no so now of course i've i've like splashed out on some some nice
1: hotel yeah you've swung to the opposite mistake <laughs> oh absolutely but um no i'm looking forward to it i got a question as long as i get in i got a question entirely unrelated to any of this chat but right to speed us along a bit and related entirely to previous recordings of the, of the podcast has anyone tweeted you to wish you a happy whatever colin would what you mean a happy whatever what do you mean yeah because i i i told everyone to tweet you a happy wednesday no or anything did. at all nobody did wow nobody did i mean i'm sure like people wanted to but i'm hurt we're probably just like
0: too busy to actually do it so I, you know it's okay I, i'm i'm not offended I, no i am i thought i
1: had power over people for once <laughs> i thought i could uh, no, i we, thought i could do such things
0: i mean as usual we got lots of likes and and nice things that were done on social media but no one actually wrote
1: anything oh colin i wish you a happy wednesday or whatever i mean technically it's thursday but it's fine <laughs> yeah, it still fits
0: Welcome ladies and gentlemen to SeeSaw Parade episode 171. I'm Colin. There's a number.
1: Is... It sounds like a plane.
0: He is James. I am <laughs> what? And uh yeah this is your new favorite podcast. Scotland's least old podcast and the longest running entertainment podcast with a season 1 in the uh, <laughs> got, I got that got that wrong. I got That's that.
1: That's way backwards
0: like yeah <laughs> yeah <yep. laughs> Welcome to a podcast. That's what <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say for no one. To
1: people talking to you,
0: yeah, two white guys or to each other, rather about stuff that you have a very vague interest in. Uh, so yeah, well, thanks for thanks for being here, James. Oh no, thank you, Colin, and thank you, everybody else. <laughs> uh, yeah, wherever you are in the world, of course you can get in touch with us at cease operate on Twitter. Happy Wednesday or whatever, everybody. I'm looking forward to to somebody writing that. If even if it's me. On one of my many accounts Yeah, <laughs> You have like 10 Twitter accounts I've got like 7 you got loads I do, I, the thing is, I think it's over it, No, sorry, I'm not going to say it, I think it's overkill It is overkill
1: It is But,
0: uh, you know, I've just got like a lot of things going on I've got, you know, my official Twitter Then I've got like my cool Twitter Your
1: fun Twitter, your after dark Twitter Where I don't
0: punctuate anything Yeah Then I've got like cease operate. Then yeah. I've got like Lama Bonanza Then I've got my own like music stuff uh, and then I've got the work Twitter account, which, by the way, and I'm <laughs> I'm only going to say this here because I know they're never going to listen. <gasps> I, I logged <laughs> I logged on to my work Twitter account uh-huh. um, on my phone probably last week, which is like uh, sometimes I get a notification. I was wanted to to make it go away, and um, logged on. It loaded up. Pressed the home page, and at the very top was a very very graphic porn like porn video from a porn account. What? Which. I then clicked on and apparently we're following. I was like, "Oh wait, what?" So <laughs> rapidly unfollowed it. And we was like, "Hold on a second. Somebody else who has access to this Twitter has <laughs> found this account. Unfollowed it." And oh. And I can now I'm trying to like work out who it was cuz like wasn't me Someone because I uh,
1: <laughs> couldn't couldn't resist following on the business account. I mean, for a
0: start, it was straight. So, you know, I, it's not me. <laughs> But uh yeah, now it's like a process of elimination. I'm thinking, does does is is that person aware that if you follow somebody, everyone can see who you're following? Yeah. Or did someone do it by accident? Maybe it was just a happy accident. Think, like misspelled something. Yeah, maybe they were looking for prom accounts. Yeah. Or prawn accounts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh boys. Right, okay, let's Let's start the show. Um it's kind of a varied show today, as it always is. Uh, a little, little slight on the news, but um it's fine. Let's start with the Prime Minister chat. Uh today, by the time you listen to this, Yay. the Conservative Party will have chosen its two nominees for Prime Minister. I one know, of whom this is a shame we're recording like
1: I know a couple of hours before we're getting the announcement.
0: It's fine, it's fine. We can look into our crystal balls and predict it. So, number one obviously is Boris Johnson, he won the first votes yeah. uh, by having like double the amount of votes that every other candidate had combined. So he's clearly going to be prime minister. He's clearly going to win. And then their second man, who essentially like they all know they're going to lose.
1: Yeah.
0: And now it's a case of like making the case for themselves, being like, "I will be the best loser."
1: Yeah, because if they're the best loser, then they put their, their that's their name getting forward for being the next pm so
0: sajid javid
1: said he, he'd he come out and uh he was like i could put
0: boris through his paces like i'll i'll take him to task on the and you know get him in ship shape ah yes whereas they're like if michael gove gets second then it's just going to be like two oxford boys and gove is pretty pretty merciless when it comes to the whole politics thing so it could end pretty messily mm-hmm. and Jeremy Hunt seems like a very safe option, so I think it'll be Jeremy Hunt. I mean, Jeremy Hunt's going to get second, right? Because he's just like, he's like a lukewarm cup of tea, and he's inoffensive. He's just
1: your everyday average conservative boiled down into their base form. Absolutely, and he's, and he is the kind of guy who... He votes against human rights. <laughs> yeah. He votes against welfare.
0: The kind of guy <laughs> who's like, yes, it's a Tuesday, I'm going to abolish these human rights for our lowest paid workers. What <laughs> a great day. to do
1: it very casually and in a very
0: british manner but i think i think he'll get the second nomination because he's seen as like a safe pair of hands he's not someone like javid or like gove who's gonna really test bojo and uh so they're like oh it's fine We'll, we'll give it to jeremy he's been a good servant of the the tories and also your chat last week about michael gove like intentionally Telling the cocaine story to rule himself out the Prime Minister running for the time being. I actually think you're onto something.
1: Absolutely. Nobody wants to win this one. Boris just, for some reason, decided to put his name in there. He even, he's doing a Trump. He doesn't want to win, but he's going he's gonna to win.
0: No, but surely if he didn't want to win, he would just say, lads, I'm not doing it this time. Sorry. He'd be like no more TV debates I don't want to take part in any of these So he didn't show up to the Channel 4 one And then on the BBC one he just dodged loads of questions Oh the, did he watch the BBC debate I saw some of it I saw Rory Stewart
1: took his time. I, a tie I off. watched the whole thing Granted it was background TV But it was so frustrating Watching them all just trying to talk over each other And dodge questions oh, and man. say nothing at all for an hour oh to me it, it felt awful. a
0: bit it felt a bit self-indulgent of like hey let's show all the conservative i know i know we're not in an election period and those rules don't apply but it was i okay fine i know we're like choosing a prime minister and it has to be a conservative but
1: at the same time it's just the new norm it's not it, we didn't it wasn't a thing in britain like tv debates and stuff till pretty recently now it's the new normal it's what we expect we expect them to to get grilled by the people over their policies that are definitely vastly different from each other. Oh, yeah. Even though they're all just trying to say the same thing and, like, well, except Mr. Stewart, who's trying to say the same thing as Theresa May. But there were the other four were just saying the same thing in, like, vaguely different ways. Big Hands Boy is out the running. Like, what's the solution to the Irish border? Te- technology? Di- di- digitization? <laughs> yes. How could you sound more old and out of touch with how things work? Rory Stewart actually had a good point. He said
0: right, guys, we were just talking about what's best for Britain. What does that actually mean? Like, what do you, what do you actually do when you say, oh, we're going to do what do what's best for Britain? What does that mean? Yeah, well, yeah. So I
1: agree with him there, but that was the only thing I agreed with him on. He said a couple of truths, but he was never going to get the votes because he's just wanting to do the same thing as Theresa May, which, like, which is what the EU's told us to do. The EU's told us we're getting this time to try and get the deal that we've made through Parliament, not to change the deal, not to alter anything, but to get the deal through Parliament. So he was the only one telling the truth on that front, but he's never going to get people behind him doing that.
0: Before we move on to some lighter news, Uh, Boris Johnson was, of course, he launched his own campaign, Back Boris, and he said, I will only allow six questions. And then whilst the questions were being asked by the female political journalists, they were being booed by the people in the room, which is a tactic (laughs) straight out of the Trump (laughs) rally handbook. Wow. Yeah, he is just mini Trump. Oh, it was ridiculous! Absolutely, wow. and the question was fine. It was, it was, it was. Hey, Boris, you once described Muslim women like last year as yeah le- uh, as looking like letterboxes. How is that prime ministerial? And everyone was like, yeah. boo!" <laughs> it's a good Ooh, question.
1: How dare you ask a reasonable question? It's a good expecting question. Someone to represent everyone in their country with respect. And uh,
0: and <laughs> Boris said something like he he believes that people just want their politicians
1: to speak freely and openly. Right, yeah, no. So he wants to do the total Trump thing. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a perfect time to. Everyone's just decided that it's okay to like say that journalism is, is wrong at Fake. this point. You're not allowed to ask questions freely, but you're allowed to talk freely if you're a politician. But don't you dare ask me any questions about it. Oh, it's a scary time.
0: I know your view has been... Very well established over the
1: last few episodes, but do you still feel any differently about all these uh, conservative candidates? None of them can deliver on their promises that they're making. They're all talking complete nonsense, and I feel like that is enough of a reason to detest them. Okay. I, I, I am actually just so annoyed at this point. Like, hearing them tell a bunch of lies about their contacts in the eu like warming up to britain and (laughs) we're just going to have to change the backstop agreement and that they're they're going to have a transition period for the backstop and it's like none of it is meaningful none of it is real Mm -hmm. why are we wasting our time on it
0: okay let's move on let's talk uh movies and let's start with the mcu the marvel universe And big head honcho Kevin Feige, who's been talking about our boy Keanu Reeves. So I know he's becoming a weekly staple of this show, but that's because he's amazing.
1: I mean, we've liked him for a very long time. We have, but... And it's just a shame now that everybody else likes him too, because now we have to talk about him all the time. It's like when your favourite small band becomes big, and then the radio overplays their songs, and then you start being a bit bored of your favourite small band. Do you know what it's like? That's what's happening.
0: Do you know what's uh, just a very totally unrelated side note? Uh It's like the band a day to remember one of my favourites who've just done a song with Marshmello oh. as in the dance producer yeah and it's gonna like the song's gonna be really big and then they're gonna like get big yeah. and their sound's gonna change and go more like radio friendly that's not what I want yeah. but anyway
1: yeah or, or it's like when you tell your mom that you really like lasagna so <laughs> she cooks lasagna every day for two weeks and you're like I hate lasagna hey, I really still do like lasagna right Let's. But sometimes I want to eat chicken <laughs> back on track. And uh Keanu Reeves, yeah, you're right. He
0: is he was in a lot of headlines I was clicking through today. Keanu Reeves, uh, Hollywood lasagna. <laughs> starting that's a great episode title starting with uh the main headline is that like Kevin Feige has been trying to get Keanu Reeves in a Marvel movie. And in his words, he's tried to get him in every Marvel movie, wow. but he just hasn't found the role. For Mister Keanu, just John Wick, just tie the two universes together. So yeah, there's there's a couple of things I'm thinking here. First of all, okay, that's really cool. That uh yeah, that would be nice getting Keanu in there. But secondly, I kind of don't want him to be in there.
1: No, no, no. Keanu's doing great stuff. I don't need him to be in Marvel. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Like I I I totally with that. I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, and like you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say John Wick is the only good option here. We've lost our spoiler alert. We've lost our only like regular human character whose superpower is having guns. Uh, So it's time to replace that character with another. Wait, who's that? And again, ScarJo. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, Black Widow. Her power is like having guns and being Eastern European. Keanu's power, as in John Wick, is having guns and being Eastern European. (laughs) So I'm just saying there's a void that needs to be filled and we already know the perfect character for it. That's a very good point actually. But uh yeah, so in just in similar news, Hobbs and Shaw,
0: the new Fast and Furious spin-off. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, and this is just because John Wick's been getting bigger and bigger and the third film of the franchise is its most successful so far. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Dwayne Johnson has come out and said actually he tried to get Keanu Reeves involved and now he's attempting to work on like another film project with keanu
1: just being a badass wow everyone is just trying so hard to cash in on
0: this i don't i and the thing is like whilst this is great like he's having a moment but at the same time i don't want this to just be total overkill like he his his value is in his appearances which are at this point pretty few and far between
1: yeah and where was everyone behind keanu when he was being this like super charming super lovely guy but releasing like flops No, no no they weren't only only us loyal fans were (laughs) <laughs> like, what, what, like I don't even remember any of this Some of the films are so bad Ronan 47 the titles. Ronan Like my goodness Some of the films And all the stuff he did Like between uh, The Matrix and Oh yeah some, Like one or two good follow ups But all the random Like disaster films That he was doing My goodness He was awful But I loved him every minute And now everyone's Now everyone's behind him It's basically Keanu is the new like Rainbow logo For, for corporations <laughs> Now that it's a safe bet, everyone's oh, like, oh,
0: we liked him all along, promise. So many similes bring him. And I, I agree with all of them, right? Just whilst we're talking about Marvel, a couple more related stories. One of which is that Endgame, the uh, conclusion to the first or phase oh, four man, of, of yeah. Marvel, is being re-released with new Ooh. end scenes or like extra stuff.
1: It's And it's not even a hard re-release. It is being re-released while it is still in cinemas. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, they're adding on to their current release so that people will go and watch the new film for the new footage, pay the new money, and it will get added on to the original release figure and maybe top the billboards world, like break the records.
0: No, no, I was reading about this. So yes, it's the same film. It just has new post-credit scenes. So you're going to sit New post-credit scenes. Yeah. So you're going to watch literally three hours of a film you've already seen, maybe
1: twice. Just yeah. for an extra 30 seconds. And I i guarantee you they filmed those post-credit scenes since they released the, the Avengers films. And do, you, do you know
0: what's interesting to note here? Is at the moment, Endgame is $45 million behind
1: Avatar's all-time total. I know, right? Small amount. Small money right there.
0: Absolutely
1: the reason why they've re-released it. 100%. Yeah. They just want to beat the record. And you know <sighs> what? I would go to see it if they said they got a re-release and the, the extra footage was like, Tony Stark hiding in the bushes at his funeral. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, yes, I'm in. I'm on board. (laughs) Mess around. Play jokes. But it's just like post-credit footage. Yep, Like, get out. That is just taking advantage of fans. Last Marvel story, of course, Spider-Man Far
0: From Home. The next film is out in just over like 10 days or so, a couple of weeks time. Wow, yeah. Uh, And Kevin Feige, again, has been talking about the possibility of Spider-Man making a film or doing a film with Venom. Yeah. Venom the like actual not flop. Well, I mean it was a pretty bad film, but uh it made a lot of money. Critical flop, money. Yeah. So not flop. The the difficulty here is that Venom is Sony's character. Yeah. Uh they essentially lend they, they lent Spider-Man to to Marvel. And Marvel being like, "Okay, we're going to make the film good again." Yeah. Sony bought the rights to these guys forever ago and they've kept Yeah, so so Kevin Feige saying because Venom it's Sony's character. It's up to them what they do with it. Like, if they want Tom Hardy and Tom Holland to be in a, foo, uh, a movie together,
1: a foovie, then great. But... Yeah, bring in Hiddleston. Get all the Toms together. <laughs> uh, get Tom H-, Tom H. Tom Waits to do the soundtrack. Imagine those coffee cups if Tom Hiddleston, Tom Hardy and Tom Holland were all on a film together. Starbucks would hate Tom them.
0: Ho. Oh, right. Okay, so that would be... That, I mean, I'm all for that. That would be fun. Tom Hardy was fun as Venom. I
1: liked him. I liked some, him. some of him. He was... he Yeah. the film sucked his accent was like all over the place it was it was Venom was like it was poorly done in general but like there's potential there if you've got good writers to make a good thing right let's
0: talk about more party's great let's talk about more franchises Kingsman uh, which is the Taron (sighs) Egerton Matthew Vaughn directed super secret spy movie yeah the first one of which was very good the second of one the second one which was really terrible Uh, yeah but both made good money both made an absolute fortune yeah so They've yeah. now been working on the prequel, which has been given its official title
1: of, wait for it, yeah. The King's Man. The King's Man. I... Because uh, <laughs> it's the first Kingsman. Oh. It's the story about how the Kingsman organisation began. Yes, I,
0: I know, but it's just a such a stupid title.
1: You know what they're going to call this sequel prequel? I don't know. The King's Men. is going to be about the second Kingsman joining the organisation. The thing is, you're so right, and when
0: this does happen, we're going to dig out this episode and be like, remember four years ago when we talked about this? Here's James well, predicting like it. Half
1: of the story is, to be fair, are things that we have like speculated about by accident in a joke. The thing
0: is, you are, you are actually correct. Like, King's Men will be the sequel to the prequel. Yeah. They've not announced any casting yet, but I'm sure that will follow suit. Wait, no,
1: I thought they did announce casting and stuff. Isn't like Charles Dance? Isn't, did like, they? Isn't Ralph Fiennes? Oh man! Well, if they did, then I'm all for that. Charles Dance is great. It's a yeah, it's a bunch of like people who can do convincing posh English accents and be old and cool. <laughs> right. Well, right, I okay. Well,
0: I've cast. Well, well, let's we'll look into that for next next time. Maybe I'm
1: lying to you. That <laughs> is a staple for this podcast.
0: Let's talk about um a movie trailer. There's not been a lot of new trailers this week. There's been one in particular which I think we should take a look at. It's called Doctor Sleep, which
1: is uh, the cousin of Doctor Strange. Oh, that was exactly, so bad Exactly yeah New Marvel <laughs> film We lied to you There's always new Marvel news In using this show
0: uh, This is An adaptation Of a Stephen King Novel So very yeah.
1: Horror-y vibe Within the King universe Ra Here we go You're magic Like me I need you to listen to me The world's a hungry place Hi there I only met Two or three people Like us they died. When I was a kid, I bumped into these things. I don't know about magic. I always called it The Shining. James, what did you think of this? It looks like a reasonable adaption of the source, right? Plus um, allusions to the, Sh- the Shining, which it is also a soft sequel to. So it makes
0: sense. I believe you have had you
1: will have to have seen The Shining before you watch this film. I don't think so. Well. Because the novel or the whatever isn't really doesn't really tie in too hard to The Shining. Everything you need to know, you'll find out during the course of the story. It's set in the same universe. I'd expect this one is the same. Wherein like everything you need to know about The Shining, you'll you'll learn in flashbacks, you'll learn in character dialogue. All you need to know is that. The shine is a superpower of being connected to like, psychics. Like a sensitivity to the occult.
0: Yeah, this this is another example of, of Ewan McGregor and his American accent. Oh yeah, no, that's one poor thing. Which I'm still unconvinced about. Mm-hmm. But Rebecca Ferguson is in this film, if you would recognise her from the Mission Impossible series. And she's awesome. So yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing her. I'm sure she'll be great. For the vibe I get from this, and I was just reading about it there... This film only got signed off after it made an absolute killing at the box office.
1: Yeah. And so... The producers were like, "But Pet Cemetery did. Pet
0: Cemetery did not. Although the the
1: reviews were kinder to it. Yeah. But
0: it's funny just how like certain films kind of grab
1: the headlines and the attention. Yeah. So we'll see if this one can, because like they are definitely with the marketing trying to push that it's a sequel to The Shining. Yeah, well, but I don't yeah. expect there'll be much of The Shining in it. This will be like the flashback stuff will be will be all of The Shining.
0: I mean, the fact that there's there's like even the thumbnail for the trailer is just." A ripoff of the iconic "Here's Johnny"
1: shot. Yeah, the only shot that everybody knows, even if they've not seen the film.
0: Exactly, and like the, 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 there's like three images of symbolism: the whole red rum thing, the elevators full of blood,
1: uh, the Shining. Yeah, like, yeah,
0: yeah. even though I've not seen them, I know that that is from The Shining.
1: So, yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, so so we know that the film is, or the because the, it's in the book, is about the kid, or well, now adult, like reconnecting with that side of his life. And trying to deal with it and coping also with alcoholism and stuff like that, which sounds like a good film and potentially could be a very good film. And if Stephen King has given a signed it off, should be a good film, especially considering how much he disliked the adaptation of The Shining. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he did not like that film. So the fact that this film has managed to tie itself to both Stephen King's stuff and the adaption is a pretty good sign that they've towed the line pretty well okay. to keep everybody happy.
0: All right, let's move on. Let's talk. Uh, we're running out of time. Still to come, we're going to talk about the US-Iranian crisis, it's been called. Um, but first, yeah,
1: yeah. Pixar. Yay! <laughs> and, uh, Who this week ever told us that they had a script for Toy Story 4 all along. Oh, did they? And all of our speculation about them being the good guys was wrong. Ah,
0: right. I, I did not yeah. I did not know that. But the news that I've been seeing is that the director and the team behind the critically acclaimed and absolutely excellent Inside Out are releasing a
1: new movie called soul which is coming out this time next year yeah it's the story of what happened to all the people that got snapped (laughs) and were in this Soul stone chilling (laughs) uh but animated yeah so
0: i'm cool with this although the only thing i'm thinking is because inside out was just about you know the feelings inside your head this, to me, just feels like a spin-off. If it's called
1: Soul, then clearly it's about your soul. Your feelings inside your soul. Yeah, like what... Is that is that lazy? Is it, no, that's what happens when, when feelings that have been doing their job really well in the brain for a long time, they get promoted and enter oh, the soul. Right. Okay, and, that, and that's this is
0: the... It's like a, a sequel. And we're going to see Amy Poehler's character just inhibit the soul of some emo... Fifteen-year-old girl. I mean,
1: yeah, I don't. Really, is it like what? I don't know what it's about. It's some cosmic stuff. Yeah, I don't remember. They've not said a lot about it yet, but uh, yeah, next summer, Pixar. Like instead, since talking about instead of talking about where your feelings come from, it's going to talk about where your where your passions come from. Right. Let's talk about stuff we've been seeing, James. I'm going to
0: let you uh, go first. I've finished Chernobyl. Also watch Rocket Man. What have you
1: been doing? Oh, I finished the this season nine of Archer, the latest season that you can watch on UK Netflix okay uh yeah it was okay it's nothing compared to the early seasons yeah like but it's still giggle worth every now and then it's still decent and they're getting to be creative because this is all set in archers like coma dreams so they're you know it's it's pretty fun to watch i don't think it's necessary though my
0: question is and you've kind of alluded to it there is archer another one of these animated shows or just shows generally where it's early seasons are the best and the show has just continued to go but it is getting worse
1: uh, yes but not because it's getting tired it's because they're trying to branch out so they've they've put their main character in a coma and now he's having dreams where he gets to fulfill all of his like i wish i was a part of this story dreams. Oh, really that's interesting yeah so he has one where he's like a detective a pi in the in the height of mob crime in New York. And the next one's him on a, on like doing a treasure Island adventure. <laughs> if I get, but like, um, Indiana Jones style fighting Nazi Germans. Nice. And the next one's going to be set in space or something. So like, they're getting to explore new ideas with the cast and the cast is still really funny. The voice acting is still really good. Yeah. You just kind of, a lot of it becomes a bit predictable because the same writing team and same cast have been doing, jokes for a while you kind of know what jokes are going to make before they make it now so they're losing their like spark okay um let me just talk about chernobyl now i know you talked about it last week let me just agree with everything you said
0: speaking of losing your spark (laughs) yeah i mean that's that's one way to put it this is one of the best written shows i've ever seen Mm -hmm. it is phenomenally acted yeah it's haunting it is grim the final episode, I thought, was done tremendously well, which is something you can't often say about the end of a TV show. Uh, and the yeah, v- like the way they brought it down, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, yeah. The, even they brought it right back to the start, and the you know the whole courtroom trial and all yeah. that. Yeah. Honestly, I, I mean, saying, saying I loved it, it's probably the wrong, <laughs> the wrong term to describe a show which goes on to talk about a nuclear disaster which killed thousands of people. But I did love this show. I thought it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant.
1: Yeah. No, I totally sacrifice the existence of this show to undo the disaster like it wouldn't be like no please but it's happened right and it's a part of history and the fact that we can educate people so easily about it now by just saying watch this show and you learn about you can learn so much about not just the disaster but the corruption of this Soviet state oh absolutely, and that's that to me was as interesting as the rest of it, oh yeah, like seeing everyone just like trusting the state so hard because they knew that if they didn't they'd probably be sacrificed
0: yep. well that's and that's the the overarching theme of the entire show you know what what
1: is the cost of lies yeah, and like the heroism of the of the small people exactly, and yeah genuinely, absolutely brilliant it will clean up. When
0: it comes to the Emmys and Golden Globes, guaranteed. Hopefully, hopefully it gets some rather than like Game of Thrones. It will. Jar- like Jared Shaw and still in Skarsgård, absolutely will definitely be in the running
1: for best male. Skarsgård was insanely good. He's like the just the scene oh. where he finds out he's already definitely going to die. <sighs> like he sold that so well. The scene where he's like telling people to volunteer to potentially go die, he yep. sold that so well. He was incredible. And uh, yeah, also
0: went to see Rocket Man. Now this is the Elton John biopic let me start by saying i didn't cry um but it did get me in the feels i related to a lot of it uh you know the like the hard partying and the constant drug habit um yeah 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 super relatable yeah nothing to do with like the whole sexuality thing so no. but the film the drugs compare like the glasses let me compare that to bohemian rhapsody first of all rocket man is actually a musical. So, and it just goes through his greatest hits whilst also delving into the character of Elton John. And it really gets like personal, very, very dark at some places. Right. Compare that to Bohemian Rhapsody, which was played as a drama in which all the characters of Queen, all the um, band members of Queen are squeaky clean. And it maybe like briefly mentions for five minutes that Freddie Mercury might have kissed the occasional man. And you compare the two... And Rocketman wins every time. I thought it was excellent.
1: Really good. That's good. That's that's encouraging because like Bohemian Rhapsody being so light and like boring it was it was super disappointing.
0: It was unexpectedly good. I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. That's wonderful. Yeah. Okay, like uh, time is running away. Shall we talk about some serious stuff now? Yeah, let's like Speed through this
1: unnecessary, serious news. Who cares about this stuff anyway?
0: Exactly. Okay, so this is uh, the potential war between the USA <laughs> and Iran. Uh, talking yeah. And the USA's little puppy dog, the UK, is going to definitely agree to go oh, with no. them. Right, so let's let's go back to the start. This is the Gulf of Oman, big stretch of water yeah. uh, next to Iran, the coast of Iran. I'm looking at on a map at the moment um, just to make sure my geography is correct. A fifth of the world's oil supply passes through this gulf the strait every single day yeah and in the last two months there have been six attacks on oil tankers there were two two attacks on june 13th just uh last week and then there were four in may now yeah the u.s have accused iran of being the ones behind these attacks the, the, uh, apparently mines were attached to the side of these uh, tankers blown up um and the obviously the tanker's on fire and blah 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 crews have to be rescued um and now the iranians have admitted that they shot down a u.s drone
1: uh, yesterday which they said was over their airspace illegally but, yes they did you, you know these things are always debated pretty hard and um u.s secretary of
0: state mike pompeo has accused iran of being behind all these attacks and the iranians say no idea what you're
1: talking about mate yeah james i don't know what to make of this really i, I can share what i make of it uh, I I see absolutely no credible reason or motive for the Iranians to do this. Yes, I agree with that. The all all the only thing that, that happens to Iran if they're doing this is they get increased sanctions and probably war, which is really bad for them. So I don't see why they do it. There are people though who would profit from this uh, if we sanction Iran, stop taking, stop buying their oil, and if we go to war with Iran. The people who profit are Saudi Arabia, who are selling more oil because of the Iranian sanctions, and the US, who make a lot of money whenever they go to war because they're always and perpetually in a war economy, and Trump, who really wants a war so he can get re-elected because presidents always get re-elected if they're sitting for re-election in a war. So it's kind of suspicious that America, a country who famously and for all of forever since it existed, has gone to war abroad illegally without much reason, is trying to push a war with Iran who's got nothing to gain by starting a war.
0: Well, the thing I don't understand then is who did
1: these, who like put the mines on the ships and have blown holes in them all? Well, it could be anyone. Like anyone that's smart enough to know what kind of boat Iran uses as its small craft and what kind of like camouflage it uses for the people that are on that boat could have pretended to do this. I'm not saying people pretended to do this. (laughs) Iran may have done it. Maybe some corrupt official in Iran wants to start a war, but there's nothing for the actual decent officials in Iran to gain by starting this. It makes no sense. And and if you want to start a war, you've got to be able to say, here's the motivation for this country to be doing this. You can't just say this country is definitely doing it. Here's some loose evidence. You have to say, like, why on earth they do it? It makes no sense to me at all. Uh, There's
0: very little doubt that these attacks have happened, but who did did it and why remains a mystery to me.
1: Yeah, and, and while most of the world and most of Europe is saying there's not much evidence for this, the US is saying we have all the evidence we need to start a war, the UK is saying, oh yeah, we must trust our US allies... Somehow, we're still on the same side as Saudi Arabia in all this, even though they literally are killing U.S. citizens in embassies, you know, and 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 supporting famine in Yemen. It's just we're clearly the bad guys, and yet we still keep starting wars, and we still keep doing. And it's the same people who who are making the decisions to start the Iraq War, right? They're okay. making these calls and decisions. It's it's insane.
0: Two stories in brief before we finish up. The first one, which was an eye opener for me is that the Carnival Corporation, uh, which means nothing to you probably, but it's a cruise liner chain, 47 ships. Uh, Evidence this week has found that there is more pollution being created by these 47 cruise
1: ships than all of the cars in Europe put together. Ten times more, I believe. Ten times more? Pollution than all of the cars in Europe put together. So that's 300 million cars. That's insane. And why is no one like calling for cruise liners to go away and be made electric? There are some changes coming into the way international shipping works, but currently there are no rules on what fuel gets burnt in international waters, so they are all burning like the worst of the worst and cheapest fuel to get around the world. So there are going to be rules coming in to like guarantee that the fuels aren't haven't got high sulfur content, stuff like that. But really, this is like the evidence that we need to show that it isn't the people that need the rules, like it's not individual people that need the rules to save the world. It's not us that can get save the world by buying better cars and by stopping using straws. It all comes down to what the corporations are doing. Great James. One corporation is managing to outdo us all tenfold <laughs> with their transport. And the, like, that's the cruise liners. Imagine like all of the oil tankers and imagine all the shipping that's going on as well. And they all are burning this fuel. We can't make a difference. It is all about legislating the huge multinational corporations who are making profit off burning the world. And yet it's all, all that the government's doing is like, we'll make it easier for you to get electric cars. We'll start investing in s- solar energy so that our c- c- citizens will stop Burning the world up. It's not about the citizens. It's about the cruise liners. We just have to stop supporting these companies. Like the UK should close all its ports to these companies. (laughs) It would cripple us, but so what? If we don't get crippled, we're going to die anyway. Absolutely.
0: Right, James, we're going to finish on some good news. The government has drawn up legislation
1: which would stop companies overcharging loyal customers like you and I. Imagine not being taken advantage of because you forgot to change your provider.
0: I mean, this is something which has happened for years. Basically, if you're a new customer, you get shown all these lovely new
1: shiny deals. And then if you're someone who's been there for years, like, hey, we're putting your prices up by double. Yeah, you get a call It's like, hey, we're going to raise your contract by five quid. You can do nothing about it. Thanks, bye.
0: But that, that's, that's just the way it works.
1: Yeah, and it has because we can't trust corporations to do things that are good for consumers. This is why capitalism doesn't work. Capitalism relies on corporations being honourable and trustworthy. Would you have been like Lenin's pal if you were in Soviet Russia? Well, Soviet Russia wasn't exactly <laughs> a place free of corruption and scandal. <laughs> yeah. But if we can talk about like regulating corporations rather than giving them free reign and trusting that competition will save the market... That would be great. Okay, James. Like, if we can ensure that people get well paid for the work they do, that would be great. James, if we, we are... can ensure that we get our products for fair prices, that would be great. James- Don't trust corporations. Goodness Get sake, them out. James- Destroy them all. Okay. <laughs> no, just shh. That's fine. I was we joking are at the end out there. of time.
0: How do people get in touch?
1: <laughs> uh, tweet Colin or me or the show at, on Twitter. Colin's handle is underscore Colin underscore- underscore stone wow it was hard to say wrong wrong order that was the wrong order colin underscore underscore it's hard to (laughs) say colin colin underscore stone underscore there we go there we go my handle fair james much easier to say eight letters long touch james's handle touch my handle (laughs) seesaw parade also at seesaw parade just tweet us stuff especially tweet colin happy whatever yes just do it uh you can also email us at seesawparade at gmail.com if you got some long format chat you want to give to us that, that would be great too we well, always appreciate saving the air time for our creative minds right so just reading something instead james
0: i am away on a different continent until next month so wow. i will see you and all you lovely listeners early july early july
1: let's do it it's a date all right see you james uh, goodbye colin uh, goodbye dearest listeners and goodbye dr sleep